This one is with Mike Schwab. He is a member and pretty much founder of the video production world here in Eugene. He's trying to make it into a hub. So if you have any interest in filmmaking or acting and you're nearby, link up with their Facebook page and make it happen. I'll put it in the description. So if you're an actor or director, all that goodness, link up. Uh, So yeah, lots of love everyone and here's the show. All right, Mike Schwab, we're live. How goes it? It goes well. Beautiful. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. You want to introduce yourself, what you're all about, what you're up to? I'm up to a lot of things. Um, What we're excited about right now is the developing filmmaking community here in Eugene. Um, It's surprising that there hasn't really been one. That's one of the things that we were like, let's let's make this happen. This is going to be better. This is going to make Eugene better. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, getting people together and making cool things together, um, I think that's one of the most satisfying things that's what it's uh, about it's hard to film here in the winter though because i mean you don't want to take your camera on the rain <laughs> yeah i mean indoor yeah. <laughs> um but we do have all these great locations mm-hmm. so in the summertime or when it's nice out obviously we've got beautiful forests we've got mountains we've got bodies of water i mean the the natural locations are great um also we have you know university and um there's some neat small towns around here um, you know, Portland, if you want a big city, there's plenty of great locations Absolutely. in this area. Yeah. So there's that. Also, of course, the arts is big here. Um, theater is huge. There's so many different options if you want community theater. Um, and so, then, so your whole goal thing is you're trying to put uh, Oregon filmmakers on that same map? Eugene. Eugene. Because, I mean, filmmaking is huge in Portland. Mm, yeah. And that's, I think that's a lot of things. Or one of the things is a lot of people in Eugene who are pretty serious about filmmaking feel like they need to leave town. They need to need to go to Portland yeah. or something. Um, and we're saying you don't, you shouldn't have to feel the need to run out of town so quickly. It's mm-hmm. a good place to develop your yeah. filmmaking skills here. Kind of a stepping stone thing. If I mean, for the most, most likely. Yeah. Um, and so what do you, how far have you gotten so far? You got a group of people or you got some gear or where are you at? Um, yeah, we've got, we've got some gear. I know this guy, Rick Gates, he's been awesome. Um, he's got great gear and, uh, meeting him was really what got me really propelled me in, in filmmaking because I didn't have much for gear. I have been working with a community television station though, quite a bit. Nice. Um, I'm actually a board member there. Um, and so the community television station is an underused great thing for Eugene because, um, for 10 bucks a year, you can be a producer. Oh, wow. 10 bucks. <laughs> how much time do you get? And, and that's another thing. It's easy to get access to the studio. And wow. you can rent equipment for free. Holy um, cow. And, like, the people over there are like, Mike, you got to – we need you to bring people to, to CTV because this is, you know, an underused thing. Um, but, yeah, so that, that was, that's been great. Um, but some of the equipment's kind of older and stuff. Um, and the people there, you know, they're good. It's just they're not – taking it too most of them aren't really taking filmmaking that seriously yeah is that um, what rick dancer tv's on i had rick dancer on my show i'm pretty sure he's on a local tv station mm, are you sure. on cable or what are you on this is the community television like public oregon public, public access yeah. public access i think he is on there 
is it OPB or is it CTV? I don't know, man. Oh, it's CTV. <laughs> this is CTV that oh, okay. I'm at. It's behind the Sheldon High School. That's where the studios cool. are. Um, OPB so, is like the would be nice to have a show on. That's you know that's a, a step. That's a step up. Step up. I like it. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I met Mick Gates and uh, and he was like, yeah, I want to shoot, man. I love this stuff. Um, I'm looking for people with scripts, and I was, I was like, I've got scripts. Um, yeah. And, uh, and he was like, let's start doing this. And so we made some short films together and then I started meeting a few other people who, who make movies around here. And, um, and then we were like, people are going to come out of the woodworks around here. If we, you know, get this out there that there's some great opportunities to make, to or develop a, a filmmaking community here. Um, and it's been great to see that happen. We, we created, um, the Facebook group, Lane County Filmmakers. And uh, we've attracted a number of people there. I think we're at like 225 members. Nice. Um, another thing we re- recognize is it was good to have a, a database of actors so that oh, yeah. the producers can, you know, mm-hmm. look for people and also, you know, announce casting calls and things. Yeah, that's true. And so um, we created Lane County Film Actors, that group, and uh, that has over 300 people. Um, so... It's been great to see it develop. You know, when for, it was, this was like a year ago when like four of us met at Market of Choice nice. and we're like, you know, the, we who can, was it? Um, it was Rick, this guy, uh, Blake Leitner. Nice. Um, and Rob Weaver. Cool. And yourself. And me. Nice. Um, all good guys. Um, we had the vision and, uh, and it's been great to see it, like I said, expand. Um, we've had showcases at the Broadway Metro. That's another thing that's... Uh, one of the great things about developing the filmmaking community here is that we have these independent movie theaters mm-hmm. that are, are like um, Edward over the Broadway Metro was uh, has been really supportive, and he's like, yeah, you could totally rent this theater. I'll get you I'll cut you a deal if if uh, you you want to do this um, fairly regularly, and uh, it's been great to, to pack the theater and and watch the films that we all made and it's been a lot of fun that's cool man um so if someone listening is a filmmaker that hasn't been connected to your network yet should they just go look up facebook i'll put a link in the description just to yeah that's the best way if you're on facebook search um the group lane county filmmakers and uh you'll be in and you start networking collaborating and um and I like it. You guys got any big goals? Are you going to like uh, all get together, do like a script contest, and whoever wins the feature script, you all just kind of shove together strip. and make one, <laughs> one script? Um, yeah, I'd love to do ev- more um, events, more competition-type stuff. Um, the Eugene Film Society has been established, an established um, cool thing in town. Um, they put on two events a year. They put on the music video competition, uh, it's a 72-hour music video competition and a, a horror film competition, 72-hour. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's great what they're doing. And, and, and I've talked to them about, you know, would you guys be interested in helping develop the community more? Mm-hmm. Um, they are. It's just they don't have a whole lot of time. Oh, yeah. And so we were like, okay, I guess it's on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they've got the cool events happening. They've got the sponsorships and things. Um, but as far as actually net collaborating or developing connections and stuff um that was uh, you know we've done that together it's hard to grow um, a group man that's surprising you grew a group from like four to 300 200 300 that's wild 
and pretty and sweet. Are they mostly active like people? Like how many how many short films, skits, theater stuff do you guys produce a year roughly? Um, well, it's 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 picking up. Nice. Um, because uh, Rick Gates started a uh, a new series c- coming up, a YouTube series called Scene in Eugene. Mm. So obviously, this town has a lot of character and yeah. characters, and and interesting things happening and uh he's like what if we do a series of short films about the culture and people of eugene and so that's that's really started um a lot of interest and some people have been like yeah i've got this great idea um for this and that um people you know things going on in eugene and so he's got a bunch of these short films coming up Um, they're gonna be released um so that's that's picked it up but so we had three showcases at the Broadway Metro last year, Mm. uh, February, July, and in December. And in February, it was, most of it was, was stuff I made because, you know, there weren't a whole lot of people really doing stuff together, but it was like, yeah, a couple of larger films that I made and then some smaller films other people made. I think there were like total of seven films or something. Um, in July we had, we had a bigger theater, um, I think we had about n- nine or ten films, and then in December we had about thirteen films. So people were finding out about it, realizing it's totally cool and and neat, and getting inspired. And then you know people start thinking, you know, yeah, I want to do something. Yeah. I want my film to be up on the Broadway Metro. And yeah. let's, you're let's convincing see. me, man. I'm gonna try to get my <laughs> yeah. My, I want to see your, your one minute up there. It sounds my, cool. My one minute up. I'm gonna try to make a four minute. One. It's gonna be hilarious. I'll even. You down to here right now? It's, it sounds horribly okay, over, over over voice. But okay, so um, a guy, uh, his wife and the whole family uh, died in like a car crash, and he's at like a it's new Halloween, so he's getting a Ouija board, and he just totally just um, rattles off like all the exposition of like, oh man, I'm so sad, blah blah blah, and then he goes home, he sets up the Ouija board, and he's just trying to contact his dead wife. Um, and as soon as he sets it down, all his family members there, like his parents, his grandparents, his cousins, and his wife happens to be there. And then she's like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick. Just all the other ghosts. He obviously can't see them. And he's like, hey, are you there? And they're like, <laughs> yeah. And then he's and he just like, it, it progresses really quickly to talking dirty and then talking really dirty. <laughs> and then it like cuts to her in the bathroom looking up like, do, why do ghosts need to pee? And it goes back and he's like, oh, you like it when I, and it's just like, okay. I don't know, just that. Just <laughs> a guy talking dirty to his whole family instead of his dead that, wife. Yeah, that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it'll be like four minutes. But I'm, I'm pumped. But the whole biggest trouble of that is like, it's going to be hard to find like 12 people to all film at once. Planning that many people is the biggest challenge in the world. Well, that's what's great about the Lane County Film Actors Facebook group, man. You, you put the, the announcement out there, and um, people usually show interest. Cool. No one stole that it's idea. Sad. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's already writing down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the whole thing. Ideas are never worth stealing, and usually my execution is never worth stealing either. But, <laughs> I mean, do, do, you, do you share your ideas? Like, if you have an idea for a script that you're like, that's the one. You share it? I share it. I mean, it depends on who I'm sharing it to. Or I mean, yeah. um, I mean, I've, I haven't been in a position where I've been real concerned about people. No, but you got to steal my stuff. You and, probably have one script idea that you're like holding on to. You're like, I'm going to make that into the greatest script ever someday. But you just don't want to tell anyone. I mean, I'm I'm working. I'm writing a oh, couple shit. of nice. lengthy scripts yeah I'm about 40 pages in um, a feature length film I took a a playwriting class at the Oregon Contemporary Theater and um, 
and it was a full-length play uh, class. And so I've got an idea that I think it will be is um, it's relatable. It's it's one of those things that it's most Americans will find it entertaining. It's it's about politics, but it's more about the ridiculousness of yeah. the whole situation. Oh, it's crazy. It's, I'm I'm trying to avoid like pro-left or pro-right that's not the point the point is like let's look at the whole thing as kind of ridiculous you're not using <laughs> real life figures you're using like uh, fakes yeah some people are like oh I, that character's based on this real person yeah, totally. and it's like that's not really supposed to be the case it's just um, it's based on a, a real life scenario mm, it was cool. based on well the, it was inspired by the 2016 election mm. how like a lot of people didn't like either candidates yeah. and so that was the story it was like like you know, what can I create from a situation where people are like, I don't like this person or that person, mm-hmm. you know, we got shitty options. What, yeah. what do we do now? <laughs> really though. Hopefully uh, that doesn't become 2020. My God. Yeah. Um, the funniest thing that came out of the 2016 elections was, uh, I was at a birthday party and someone from the sunrise Eugene movement was there and he's like, Hey, do you guys want to try a game called please clap? And, I'm like, and everyone's like, no one had heard of it except him. He's like, so it come out of Jeb Bush gave a speech in 2016 called, um, and at the end of it, he's like, please clap. Just like, ah, you know, um, and so it goes like you have a group of whatever, 10 people. One of them leaves the room and everyone just uh, like decides on what to do. Like, oh, have them do a jumping jack or have them, you know, touch that wall with one hand, and raise the other over their head. And it's like hot and cold, except there's no cold. You just clap when they're doing something right. And then you stop as soon as they stop. It's the weird and everyone's dead silent. Um, and it is hands down the funniest, funnest game. If anyone's doing a party game and you've played a werewolf like a million times, you want something else. That's a good okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Next, next party. Invite <laughs> me over. I want to play that. Right. <laughs> Hopefully the 2020 election brings more funny stuff though. Like, I mean like a film that you'd make in the future. You yeah. Know? I guess that's how I, one of the things I'm like, if you can laugh about, about it as much as you can, cause it's going to be frustrating no matter what side you're on, whatever it's in some, at some level. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure about this necessarily with the outcome, but the whole process, there's going to be a lot of frustration. Mm-hmm. And if you can at least like, just enjoy it. Don't Laugh it a little you. bit. It's going to yeah. keep you a little you know, I'm, more sane. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you just can't let it rob you of peace of mind. you got to be like, I have no no change over it. My friends who may think differently than me have no say over it. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. I mean, you feel helpless and it can be frustrating, but it's like, um, what are you going to do? you got to live your life and you know, know. do the best you can. Um, or you can just sit around being mad all the time. And yeah, but a lot of people choose the second choice. That's the whole thing about it, though. A lot of people are like, you know what? I will choose to be mad about it all the time. I don't know why. I don't get it. That's the <laughs> one thing. I've actually taken the far opposite approach. I'm like, you know what? I like them both. I like Bernie. I like Trump. And I like AOC. I like them all. They're all good. They're, you, they're all you good. can find the positives in anybody. <laughs> you can't. That's the whole thing. And the negative. To the point where if someone won't talk negative about their own party and won't at least say something positive about the other party... I'm like, your opinion's invalid. If you can only say good about yours and bad about the other, you're too black and white. This Politics are not like that. Except Bernie, he's an angel. Don't talk <laughs> back. No, I'm kidding. I see. But So, to get bad, uh, out of that politics pit, um, do you have hopes for like the near future, things you're getting going? Yeah. Um, so, let's see. I... Um, yeah, I filmed a short film last month. It was a it was a fun film about a duck household a, a household of hardcore duck fans. Oh yeah. And uh not I'll just say this, not everybody is on the same page. About what? I don't want to give away 
too much of the film. Yeah, okay. But just say, everybody seems to be on the same page, but it yeah. turns out that's it's not, not the case. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, dude. I mean, do you watch football then? I like I love sports. Yeah, okay, I mean, I, cool. So I watch sports. I, I try not to get too connected to sports teams. I think it's kind of silly, but whoa, you're calling a lot of ever every. <laughs> no, here's the thing, man. I don't watch sports at all. I like them, respect them if they're on. You know, someone's watching them, I'll enjoy it. But here's the thing. I, I reached out to Don Pelham because I was flying uh, right in front of, right next to him, um, on the way back from Kauai, and I noticed he have a, has a, like a really nice ring on, like a Rose Bowl ring. I'm like, hey man, were you there? He was like, uh, I was the coach. And he was the defensive coach for for the Ducks during the Rose Bowl, and now he's down at UCLA. He's the lineman coach for linebacker coach for UCLA Bruins. So we we're talking about getting him on the show, and he's like, "Yeah, throw out a date." And I threw out the one date that's the Super Bowl weekend. Mm. It like just screams like, "Hey, I don't know sports at all." <laughs> As I'm trying to get like a pretty big football right. guy to come on the show, I'm <laughs> like, like, "Oh, screw that guy." Yeah, I'm like, "Fuck, man." <laughs> I just didn't. I you know, like, Super Bowl. What's that? I know. <laughs> oh my god! I should have wrote that. Cool, man. <laughs> do you want to do it Sunday night or whenever it actually is? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that reminds me. Of, I was at the Eugene Airport one time, and and uh, it was a few years ago when the Beavers had like no. I think they they went winless or something. Mm, yeah. So and, every year. Uh, and there was a coach from the Beavers, and this random guy starts talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, you're coach of the Beavers. How'd you guys do this year?" Oh, that's so. <laughs> and I, like, funny. I almost started busting him laughing. I was like, "Wow." His reaction was like, "Don't let him be modest. They did like, great." He was like, "It was a little rough this year. <laughs> it was a little rough this year." That'd be so stressful, dude, to be getting paid like a million bucks and then lose every game because it's not 100 percent on you. It is divvied up, you know. Yeah. Oof. That'd be. But stressful. it's good to see them gotten better. It's yeah. I felt bad for him. I was like, damn. Yeah. I mean, but, I was there. I was at OSU during that time. Yeah. I mean, I just graduated from there in June, so I was there through all the rough years. Okay. I went to one game, man. It was cool. They're loud. I don't know how bring kids. Uh, I mean, parents bring kids to games because it's like they're gonna be fucking deaf. You gotta bring <laughs> Put ear, some earplugs on these really, kids. No earmuffs. The whole even big <laughs> ones. I mean, Jesus shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But so, anyways, I'm not super into sports. I'm the exact opposite of everyone with politics in the sense of like I like reading about it because I'm like I don't know, man. They're all out there doing their best, but. One thing I have moved away from is film. Is there anything big in the film industry? Like, didn't the uh, Grammys just happen? No, that's not that's not film. Um, yeah, I think the Oscars are coming up, aren't they? Uh, are they? Didn't they just happen? Isn't that where? Uh, no, those are the Golden Globes where Ricky Gervais did his whole very <laughs> yeah, that famous was, that speech. Yeah, that was that was interesting. It made people feel uncomfortable. It was entertaining, that's for yeah, sure. Okay, so um, what, top films this year. What do you expect to win? Um, well, I've heard. I haven't seen that that Quentin Tarantino. That Once uh, Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. Save yourself. I, I heard it was Don't. awesome. It was awful. You're going to hate <laughs> I've it. I've never heard of it. You're going to hate it. Torrent it, and you'll still regret the time you waste on it, even without spending money on it. It wow. was that bad. Here's the thing. I've said <laughs> it on the show. I'm so sorry for people, especially people who like yeah. it. You have $100 million. You have Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, uh, Al Pacino. You get to shut down Sunset Boulevard, and you still make a shit movie. That's embarrassing. And I should have known it. Hateful Eight was so bad that I should have seen it coming. I should have seen the progression of his movies. Like, going through... Did you like Hateful Eight? I didn't see it, actually. What? Yeah. Do you watch Wes Anderson movies? Do you watch... A little bit, but I haven't seen it. Do you watch any movies? (laughs) I do watch movies. (laughs) That's so funny, man. What do you watch? Have you seen Memento? I did. So oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm like, you've seen while. some basic foundational yeah, yeah. film. What's funny is like I li- I do podcasts. I don't really listen to podcasts. I listen to Joe Rogan's. I listen to Duncan Trussell's. I listen to like two or three, but I hate most podcasts. When I make music, <laughs> I hate most music, dude. Um, I don't read and I made a book, you know? I'm like, 
doing something, you, you end up hating a lot of it, you know? Interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. Are you, you're not a, a Quentin Tarantino fan? Big in fan, big just fan. Inglorious Bastards you. is probably one of my top three movies of all time. Inglorious Bastards is gold. Django's really I great. I love Django. Yeah, yeah Django. Uh, <laughs> uh, Reservoir Fiction. Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Obviously, Pulp Fiction was like the first movie I watched high, and I was like, oh my God, man, I like you movies now. <laughs> I heard it crazy. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know, man. I think he just felt like he's just getting old. And you know what? He could totally redeem himself if he makes another movie and it's just quicker paced and plot driven. I think he's getting old. And you know how old people, just, I'm so stereotyping. I'm sorry, <laughs> old people. But they get this way where they're just like, they're okay with things being way slower. And they're like, oh, yeah, real fans will be okay with it. Well, we're not. I want quick <laughs> shit. You know, I want a plot that makes sense. Yeah, Here's the thing about Hateful Eight. Do you mind me spoiling that for you? Go for it, man. <laughs> I mean, it's been out for like years now. Anyone yeah. listening, shut it off. Uh, pretty much this huge thing builds up. All these characters, you're kind of hoping some succeed, some don't. They all die. Every single character dies. Why the fuck would I care about a movie where the people I'm hoping for don't make it out? Like, it's okay to have an ambiguous ending like Drive. Did you see Drive? I don't remember this one. It's oh, it's Ryan Gosling. The, okay. the, the angel. No, uh, he, he, he ends and you don't know how it ends. Like, I like ambiguous endings as much as the next person. I mean, the surprise factor, right? You're not expecting that stuff. Like, <sighs> I don't know. Very true. Because it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, you know, necessarily what you want it to be. You I, say that, but sometimes <laughs> I like that, man. Like, I was watching, I just watched the entire series of Parks and Rec. I like how easy it was to tell where things were going because you still feel good when it gets there. As long as there's a couple twists along the way, you're like, you know what? I feel good. Do you watch TV? A little bit. No, oh I got too much time. I got, I, I, <laughs> what are you busy? What are you busy doing? I do a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I write. I've been editing. Like I said, I'm, I'm directing a play at, at Lane. Uh, I was in a musical last month, um, and I volunteer at the senior at the Eugene Science Center. Um, no. I, I work less. Like two months ago, I decided I didn't want to work full time anymore. Nice. I was a manager at the airport weather station for a while. Um, but it's like I've done I've done this enough. Eleven plus years. I'm almost forty. Yeah. I shouldn't be working full time. So you could you could talk me through the roof about meteorology stuff, like weather patterns. Yeah, I know weather. Um, <laughs> I know that was weather. One of them, and yeah, that was uh, you know that short film you saw in the summertime in Oregon. That was a lot of fun. So I got to con- combine my like my interest in film and, and comedy with with weather. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It was educational, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever watch the U of O students doing the weather and just be like pathetic? The don't do- don't TV? Yeah, no, on KVAL. Like, don't they, doesn't KVAL have, like, their news reporters and everyone, their anchors, all be U of O students, like, journalism students? I could have sworn. I don't think that's it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, anyways, never mind. They were, they're probably just out of college. Oh, yeah, that could be. I don't know, man. It'd be weird to be a news anchor because everything you say is scripted. You're kind of an actor, but you're, like, an on-the-spot actor. News anchor versus the weather guy. Weather guy's improv. He's doing his own He's thing. improv. Or, or right. she. She, he, she. But an anchor? It is a weird thing. Like, you can pay big money to just read this teleprompter. Yeah, and just look good. You just got to look nice gotta and, look and sound good. That was Rick Tanzer. He was the anchor for, like, 24 years. Yeah. Said he didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they bring some personality to it generally, at least the ones that are having fun with it. But yeah. um, it is what it is. Uh, it is, man. Uh, but, yeah, so what was I saying? What am I working on? Um, What's the hardest part of the things you do? For me personally, writing. Like, writing a screenplay is difficult editing it's even harder um coming up with ideas and like and and seeing a direction 
isn't too hard. Like that's something that's kind of got me into it because I felt I could naturally do this. Yeah. Um, a longer thing like this, this political thing I was talking about that I'm 40 pages in, Ooh. that has a lot of challenges to it. Mm. <laughs> um, especially when it's a, a story that you can see it go in so many different directions. That was one of the things we talked about at, the, at our workshops. It's like, oh, this story could go several ways. Like, you just have to pick one. Yeah. And so there's a lot of decision, decision-making. Um, and, and just, it's long. So, like, writing this, these, this dialogue in, in these scenes, it, it's a little draining. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. what, I think that's what kind of got me to point out. I need to take a break from it because it was like, do you ever take Adderall when you write? Or like Ritalin? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should, but... <sighs> you haven't yet? No. Oh, it helps so much. So here's the thing. I like put off editing uh, my first screenplay. So I like published a screenplay. Like I just put 12 or 8, eight, eight and a half by 11 or something like that. Whatever it is. 8 by 11 and okay. a half. Um, just on one side. And I just published it like a book. But it's a screenplay format. Um, and I just put off editing it for so long. And then one day I took Adderall. It was a long time ago. I'd never do this ever again because I don't ever take drugs. Um, and I edited like 60 pages in one day. I'm like, holy shit, I got like half of it done. Damn. Um, compared to like before that, I'd do like a half page and be like, oh, this is... Because, you know, you're critiquing your own work and you're like, fuck this. But that, it's like eight you hours fine. You need a PED, performance enhancing drug. Yeah, it is. No, I'm, it's, it's funny. It's because I've done stand-up comedy right across the road one night. Oh, uh, Lucky's, at, yeah. At Lucky's <laughs> on, yeah, Amuse Day, Amuse Days. Uh, one of my jokes was... Uh, using Adderall for like a like a meditation performance enhancing drug. Like meditation. Use it, use it to meditate faster. <laughs> meditation like, harder and medita- faster. I know, right? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's a goofy thing. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I should try it, but maybe then do get it, hooked man. on it or something. Yeah, then. Go so find your it's local. on you when I'm re- in rehab. Whatever. <laughs> rehab? Go find your local elementary schooler who looks a little, <laughs> who looks a little yeah, too they're calm. The, they're the drug dealers. They're, they're the drug dealers. Watch they're out like, for that, that adult walking by. He yeah. he's probably wants your Dude, drugs. A grown-ass adult buying drugs from like an <laughs> eight-year-old. <laughs> and then the kid's in class hey, the Hey, 40-year-old, man, you want some of this? Jimmy, who'd you sell your Ritalin to? Who's <laughs> that filmmaker? <laughs> no. But I like um, it, man. Anything um, else? I mean... What you got yeah, so I mean, well, I kind of wanted to run through some of the uh, what led it. to. Sorry the, if there's a scratching noise, everyone, right? Scratching. Um, he brought notes. I took his notes. I like, <laughs> I like to have guests with nothing, nothing nah. in front of him, but I'll get, I'll give him notes. See what he does. Um. <clears throat> well, basically, um, so uh, growing up, I always liked comedy. I was always attracted to comedy, um, and. Uh, in like performing things, um, or at least presentations, like in school, mm-hmm. presentations were excited me because like I could have fun with it, and yeah. like I wasn't like super academic, but um, so I was, always had a, kind of a knack for I don't know humor, or whatever. Um, but I didn't think about doing anything with it until after college. Um, actually, I lived in LA before here, and you ironically, ironically, I wasn't into. Oh, film that's crazy, dude. Until I got here. What part of L.A. do you live in? Uh, I was in Glendale and then Eagle Rock. Wow. You know those places? Or? No. <laughs> but you moved. You moved and then you got into filmmaking. Would you go, so you, you have ties where you could kind of move back? No. Oh. No. Cut them off. Um, Burned your bridges. No. And if I could avoid going to L.A. doing filmmaking, I would. Nice. That's like, I'm more likely to go to Portland as my next, mm, my next Seattle, step. Or Seattle, maybe. Seattle's Seattle, pretty big. That's, yeah. I just don't like like living in big chaotic cities. It's yeah. just that's that's a, that's the thing. It's like there's more opportunities, more excitement, more talent. 
Um, but there's also more of a bitch or more <laughs> more of a pain in the ass lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, totally. You lose a lot of energy and time mm-hmm. and if you're in an environment where it's like, you know, high pressure, stressful. Like as an artist, it's to me it's best if you're out away from chaos. Like, you know, people who go out in the woods or whatever, write a book. Like mm-hmm. you need less distractions, less stress. You need to focus on what you're doing. Yeah. And but so that's even, what, even if you're on the woods and you have your phone, so you still go on social media, <laughs> you're just as distracted as in the city though. Well, if you have some self you know i don't restriction do you do you have like social media on your phone and stuff i do and i waste too much time on it right calling yourself out here ironically that was the first feature film i made really was about a dude addicted to facebook sounds like a fun it was like it was largely based on my life because i was like i'm on facebook too much i need to get off this so um the thing is i just i created a basically a 15 minute it was supposed to be more or less an extended comedy sketch this dude's like his life's ruined because he's on Facebook too much. Yeah. But it, the, the funny, funny thing about it was that it evolved. Like it was just supposed to be him, you know, his friends are like, dude, you need to get off this thing. Um, and then we started adding some like extra motivation for him. Like this is ruining your life. Like look at this relationship that mm-hmm. went to shit because Oof. of your addiction. This actually happened to you? Someone no. broke up with you? No, this you wasn't. Went on Facebook all the time? <laughs> no, no, not that far. We're looking at other but it was just profiles? <laughs> no. That too. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, so it was interesting that we were just going to shoot a little 15-minute thing. It's like this exaggerated circumstances, dude, on, on social media. Um, but then we started adding some motivations for him to get over his problem and his, his friends. Um, it gave some motivations for them. Um, basically, their lives were in, were in a shitty situation, too. So they needed him to, like, get his, for him to get his shit together so that he could help his friends. Like, the, it, was, it was, he needed to help himself, but his friends needed him to help them yeah. <laughs> and so it became more and more of a thing and next you know we're like whoa this is a 90 minute movie this was supposed to be 15 minutes a 90 minute movie pretty much holy yeah. shit dude yeah. i mean it wasn't high quality it was low it was oh, it yeah. was bad quality um but that was the thing is like i didn't know what i was doing going into filming filming the same i'd, I'd done a little bit mm-hmm. but it was just us messing around yeah and then and then um so you can tell what part of the movie like was filmed early because mm-hmm. <laughs> like the 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 you know the production value got better as i nice. did it <laughs> but it's like oh yeah colors off here sounds terrible in this part of the movie but with time um i got better it, it, it never was great it never was intended to be like i never i wasn't like pursuing distribution or anything it was just a fun thing for us to do we rented out the bijou theater and had a great time nice. watching it out there um uh but yeah, it was interesting how it just went from like that little comedy sketch into a longer thing, and we had a great time. Um, but yeah, it was it was we it was a good learning process, and, and like Quentin Tarantino said, he didn't go to film school; he just went to film. Mm-hmm. And I think an art like this, you can you kind of just you need to just start doing it. Yeah. You, you know, That's being around exactly people who know what they're doing mm-hmm. and just figuring it out because yeah. uh, you can spend a lot of money at film school or something, really, and you know. Certainly, you'll develop connections, and you'll be able to prove yourself. That's which a big is, part I of life. That's man. A big connections is a huge yeah. part of life. Social capital. Uh, one of the people I had on my show, Cooper Fitch, he just actually premiered a, sh- uh, a short film, Macy's Parade, up in Portland. 150 people came to the premiere. Nice. Because Portland's got a big, but he's worked for Netflix as like a you know just like smaller roles, but he's like worked on shows with Fred Armiston and uh, Nicolas Cage and stuff. I'm like, damn. Like if you just keep pushing, I mean, he's been in it for a handful of years. 
you can get places and the more people you meet it just gets better and better yeah I yeah like that's it. a big part of it networking and uh, you know i want to start attending more film festivals and stuff and yeah. and other social events portland has a really good um filmmaking community that has social events and things and that's one of the things that i'd like to have here yeah is that you know sometimes we just get together at a bar or whatever, talk about our upcoming projects, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we've done a little bit of that. Hey, um, how much do you need to pay actors? Like 12 bucks an hour or more? Well, a lot of these things are so, the producers are just getting into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty standard just to say, you know, it's for your reel, or you, you'll get some oh, experience cool. for your reel, and we'll... Uh, Comfort. It's generally, yeah, food. like, that's what I was doing. Like, you know, get people, uh, buy food. Food, heroin, get, alcohol, like afterwards, if they need it. Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then they just get it for the real. That's tight. Yeah. I mean, I want to get to the point not too far from now where I can convince people to give me some money for uh, develop a budget where I can actually pay actors. But I'm still, I'm working up to that point. And the last couple of years, I've been trying to develop a, a resume. That's kind of the, mm. a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Get a bunch of short films made, create a demo reel that I can take to other producers and investors and like, hey, can yeah. get a little bit of cash to make the, I have this idea for a, an exciting project. And uh, so is that why you're at Rain? Just for people listening, I actually met Mike at here at Rain. Um, where were we at? We were at like a coffee meetup in the morning. Yeah. That's, that's a cool thing they have for people Dude, with, who Rain have started. Rain is sick. Yeah. Rain is fucking awesome. Shout out to yeah, them big putting this on. Yeah, I think a lot of my guests, I think probably 10 or 12 of my guests have come through Rain or people that Rain people have introduced me to, which is nice. Um, yeah, man. So you're gonna try to go through like the ID8 here or something? Are you eventually gonna look through fund like for funding from like investor people or like the community of filmmakers? Because I don't think anyone ever has money. Anybody who's willing to give me <laughs> cash, <laughs> I'm down. That's to hilarious. Talk. Um, um, but and that's actually we have a um, well, I've got a couple exciting things coming up. Um, that reminds me of uh, a, f- a film festival. Mm-hmm. We, we a couple of us got together recently and talked about how there isn't really a film festival in Eugene, which is weird. There, there's there the U of O has the has like an as an Asian film festival. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. But uh, we used to have the but Eugene International Asian. Film Festival. Yeah. And that like three years ago died out basically. It doesn't sound like it's going to come back. It'd be nice if it did. Mm-hmm. But um, like what a shame. What we a have shame, the dude. Broadway Metro. We've got David Minor. We've got Bijou. the Bijou. Yeah. These great theaters. Um, and so and I was at. Uh, Klamath Falls in September. They've got a great film festival in Klamath. Hmm. I'm like, how does Klamath (laughs) have a great film festival and Eugene doesn't? Um, And so we were like, we should put on a freaking film festival. A super fun one. Um, And we love comedy. That's uh, that's my friend, this guy, James. Um, He's, he does stand up and stuff. And so like that, like, that's what we know. We should do what we know, what we love. And so that's our plan is to do the Eugene funny film festival. And so, um, would it be like 72 hours, like the horror? No, no. This would be um, taking submissions from people all over the Northwest. Oh, wow. It's, Sick. It's, um, when are you going to have it? Because I want to submit. We're hoping October. That's the idea. Sick. Um, I'm going to put my uh, Ouija board one in there. <laughs> get it done. Sick. With a prize? Would there be a grand prize? Oh, yeah. We're talking. Like we're going to have dollars? categories. We're going to have a million dollars. might be a Sick. bit much. Sick. No, you said it. No. Um, so there'd be a submission, like five bucks, and then like the winner gets 200. Or like, you yeah, know, I mean, submission would probably be... 10, 15. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty low for a film festival, but it's our mm-hmm. first one. That's yeah. one of the things we're concerned about is, is attracting yeah. p- people. If like people like Eugene, what's that? Yeah. Um, 
But uh, but the thing is, we I know Edward over at the Broadway Metro, and he's been supportive um, about the of the idea, and he's like, yeah, I'd be will- definitely be willing to um, help you Dude, make this happen. Um, that'd be stressful to own like a small movie theater today, like today, because like most people just watch Netflix and stuff these days. Yeah, you know. Be he needs that. more people like us, yeah. like me, who are like, let's do some events Out and there stuff. Make it need to team up, do that bro fist meme kind of thing. <laughs> bro fist. No, another thing that, that went out, but dude, I so wish I stayed here. There was this festival called Kaleidoscope in Oregon. Oh, you, I saw that. Yeah. It was at Pisgah. Yeah, dude. And it was like, what, seven years ago? Six, seven? It was like a one and done, ago. right? It was a one and done because a bunch of people left trash everywhere and it was really loud for the neighbors for three nights. But I mean, like I saw Afro Man, um, was it Capital Na- Cities. Was it was it Nas there? Nas was there. Not the night I was there. Capital Cities was the headliner, but like Afro Man, like there was cool fucking people there, dude. It was like the cool. It put Country Fair to shame. Sorry, Country Fair or die people. <laughs> um, but it was so badass. And I'm like, really? They just couldn't have claimed it up. Like they made so much money from as a bummer, man. It's a bummer when those festivals stop, like the Oregon uh, screen thing that you just said. The UG International. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, man. International? Would someone from like China submit a film here and then fly over <laughs> here to screen it? I'm not sure, but, um, <laughs> yeah, we're not going full. In, I mean, I guess British Columbia, I guess, is yeah. international as, as I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of talent up there, of course, Vancouver. And, um, it's a nice place. Actually, that's, a great, that's one of the great um, locations uh, for filmmaking. Because it's actually like, There's L.A. and Vancouver. Is like one of the, like, oh. It's like the, kind of the next, or one of the next Bigger big ones. ones. Dude, yeah. I did not know that. Interesting. Wasn't there one in, like, Mississippi or somewhere? And then it just would be pretty random. Yeah, no, it was, but there was like the laws there um, made it like really, really, really good in terms of like tax returns for screen for film people. But then they did the abortion law, and a bunch of filmmakers stopped filming there actually. Uh, So okay, I mean it's all history and brings us back to Georgia. Yeah, it's Georgia. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I've heard Atlanta has a good scene too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It'd be cool. It'd be cool to be around one of those big cities like Atlanta. Because then you'd be like, hey, maybe I'll catch Donald Glover filming Atlanta here. You know, (laughs) if you're in LA, just like seeing actual filmmaking like i would just run at them with business cards throwing them like a little ninja stars <laughs> i'm sure they like, love call that. me they would <laughs> especially if i like i don't know i'd find a cool way to do it covering like ecstasy or cocaine so when they touch it they're like, wow this I, this feels good okay, touching yeah. this card for some reason and then they'd call me it would work it would work Can, no problems i could imagine i yeah, say is there's great. a cop car right outside <laughs> no um but yeah so i really want this filmmaking or this um film festival to happen I, we've got We've got some great ideas. Um, I love organizing things. That's that's one of my things. Like creating a film with people is like having an idea, having a vision, creating a path to it, getting people together, making it happen. Like that's all stuff I'm into. And mm-hmm. so the idea of organizing a film festival is something I'd, that's right up my alley. Um, and, and so there's that. And uh, and also I have this uh, educational show I'm working on. Sir. It's uh, it's, it's called Hey, Learn This. Cool. And uh, it's heavy on the edu- on the entertainment. It's an edutainment type right, show. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, I've done, you know, I've done academic things, meteorology. Um, I've been a teacher in various ways. Um, and so, you know, I, I wanted to combine my interest in, like, entertainment and, and uh, education. And so I came up with this idea. Uh, for called hey, hey learn this um, and the idea isn't just for me to like produce all these shows but to create a platform 
for everybody. Yeah. Um, because everybody has some kind of knowledge. Hold up that sticker. I almost forgot to take a picture again, dude. I forgot to take pictures tiger. the past five guests. There we go. You're beautiful. Sorry. <laughs> this, uh, I just thought of in the middle of the show. I'm like, I'm sorry to yeah. interrupt you. You had mentioned that before. Yeah. Don't let me forget. Beautiful. Um, All right. Sorry. But it, yeah, so... I mean, I love all kinds of entertainment, um, you know, music, art, comedy, whatever. Yeah. And Born. also like, how do you know? You know about this? <laughs> I can't. I can't turn on my computer right now. Better not. Um, anyway, um, but so I, uh, yeah, I wanted to combine those things, and um, so it's an opportunity for anybody to teach something that they're that they're into, that they know, they know about, in a fun way. Mm-hmm. So it's not just me writing all these, ep- these it's episodes. Like YouTube, it's like YouTube kind of thing. Uh, it's going to be on YouTube. Um, but so oh, you film it though. Not like, like I, I don't film like an educational thing and like submit it to you. Like you're not like a YouTube channel. It'll, it yeah, it'll be on, uh, it'll, there'll be a YouTube channel. Is it like a, like a Kurzgard video or like <laughs> is it real life? Like what, what would it be akin to? Akin to? Um, well, it's, I mean, it's inspired by you know, Bill Nye and oh, cool. um, so it's Beekman's World, that kind of thing. Tight, yeah. But, but it's it's different. I mean, it's uh, no, or what is that? Um, Mr. Rogers. Uh, no. Blue's um, Clues. I can't remember now. <laughs> um, there was kind of a hip hop vibe to this this educational show. Um, I actually created a theme song. It, it's it's a hip hop song. Oh, nice. Um, and so there's that. But um, yeah, so the idea is just. You know, if you know somebody who knows about music, somebody knows about music or art or science, some little hobby, what have you got, and you want to share this knowledge, Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity to do it in a fun way. You you got a website or email? How um, how are people going to contact you? I'll put in the description. um, Well, they can they can find me on on Facebook, Mike Schwab. Um, There's Delta Ponds Productions. That's my yeah. You don't have a website? Don't have a website. I'll put your email. I'll put your email in there if that works for you. Um, yeah. Golden. And uh, I've got a Hotmail. That's a Hotmail you address. You have a Hotmail address? I have three addresses. Be a Gmail guy. I do Why have Gmail. Okay. I have Gmail. Okay. okay. Well, I'm, I'm just giving, saying I'm the Hotmail's on, on the business card, but I am... Oh, that's funny. Why are you a Hotmail my new, guy? My new, my new business cards are going to have Gmail. Thank God. Because you, you see Hotmail, I'm like, is this you don't person take this stuck into it? No, <laughs> I won't even email them. Hotmail or uh, ProtonMail, any of those ones where I'm like... Interesting. The the one ex- the one reason why I could see people doing it is the whole de Google thing where you're trying to remove your life from Google. Yeah. I get that. I get that. But you see Gmail and you're just like, nice. This person's yeah. on my team. I like them more. I want to email them. Yeah, and I think my Gmail account I had it in mind as like people I know. It's like more of like a personal. I didn't want like mm-hmm. spam or random people. Yeah. And so I had like this other address for for people I don't really know. But now I'm realizing like Hotmail's kind of that's, that's so 10 years ago, whatever. Dead. <laughs> it's dead. And, uh, or if you're, is that your email address? Like if it was like tiger at tigergruber.com, which I don't have. I don't have my email address.com. I just use Gmail. Um, but yeah, man, I like it. I like email. Everyone always texts and stuff. But I'm like, email is almost a nicer way of doing it because it reminds you. If you don't reply to someone in like three days, it pops it back up to the top of your stack. And it's like, hey, did you forget about this person? I'm like, shit, yeah, I forgot about that person. I've never it was seen 3 a.m. when I opened it. Oh, dude, it's tight. Or if you, if I like, if I emailed you something and then you didn't respond for seven days, it would put it in my inbox folder as sent, but nothing like, Hey, do you want to resend this? I'm like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Google has got it made. Damn. I'm not going to de-Google. I'm going to get further into Google. They have a mech suit or a brain that I can 
take, I'd use it. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with email is you forget to, if you're like, I need to get back to this person, but then, you know, stuff comes up. Oh, every and time. And you don't, and then you seem like a jerk, whatever, and like, no. Or they, they're like, oh, this guy blew me off. It's like, no, I didn't. I just totally forgot. I meant to get back to it, but I didn't know about this this reminder thing. I don't know. Sick, bro. But here's the thing. Everyone does it. You can, you can, I can never get mad at someone who doesn't reply because I'm like, I don't reply to a lot of people a lot of times, you know? Yeah. It just makes you wonder. Like anytime you send a text and don't get a text back, oh, whatever, yeah. the same thing. It's like, well, if you're like, this could be someone, this person doesn't want to respond. This person meant to get back to it. Yeah. If you're in the dating game, it. it's an entirely different thing. If you're like kind of courting someone, you're like, Ooh, I want to, you know, get in their pants. It's understandable if you'd like stress out if they don't reply or if it's like a job opportunity. But if it's just like a friend or like an acquaintance you met and they don't reply, it's like, dude, they probably have like financial troubles, family troubles, everything. They're probably it's, sleep it's deprived. Just, you don't know. You don't thing. know. <laughs> you don't know. But it's so funny. 99% of the time they forget to message you back. And that 1% of the time they are ghosting you. And you, everyone always kind of assumes it's that 1% yeah, of the time. Should I send a message again saying, did you get my last message? Yeah, you know? hey, fucker reply. <laughs> That's the good thing about Facebook Messenger too, is it, it you know actually lets you know if the person at least saw it. Mm-hmm. But need that for like tests or something. But no, um, it's good, it man. But I don't like. It. I, I don't know. I don't really like it. Here's the thing that Facebook and Twitter Messenger got wrong that Instagram has right. Instagram, I can unsend a message, and then so if you haven't seen it yet, you never even know about it. It removes your um, your little notification. If you have seen it, it's gone, so you can never see it again. But if you do it on Facebook or Inst- or on uh, Facebook or Twitter, dude, it just says, a, a me- or Snapchat, a message was deleted. Twitter, I can't even delete it for you. <laughs> I can only delete it on my end. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, I can't just send a fucking bad message, or like even mess up a word and then resend it. I hate it. It's annoying. Yeah, you wonder, <laughs> like, the remove message, yeah, it makes you wonder, what the hell was going on? Yeah. Why oh, did you people always it? ask. Like, I'll spell something wrong and I'll resend the exact same thing with different wording. And they'll be like, would you delete? I'm like, what do you think I delete? What do you think I delete? I delete my social security. You know, or just a bunch of so insults. You, you wrote some really offensive thing to me and then yeah. decided to I better it. not, didn't and you? And then I was like, oh, no, hey, what day are you free? I'm free Thursday. That, I deleted <laughs> fuck you, you blank. And, <laughs> and then put in uh, that friendly uh, reply. Right. So I like it, man. We're close to an hour. You got anything deep, intense you want to talk about? <sighs> that's been got any personal that's for another podcast, man. Up? I'll have to come back and do that one. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. But, uh, yeah, this has been cool. I think, uh, you know, it's just, it's been great to see the, the filmmaking community here develop. Um, and we want to see it grow more and more. And uh, anybody who's out there, even if you don't, haven't done filmmaking before, that's the thing. It's like we're trying to bring more people together who just want to give it a shot. Because yeah. uh, you'll be surprised. You start getting a getting into it a little bit and you're like oh dude this is awesome I'm, Shit, yeah. um, i might even call this episode calling all eugene filmmakers i'll just put it out soon i was like a, like a mini episode just between two of them because this is really just pretty much targeted at like eugene filmmakers for the most part yeah dang eugene filmmakers get in touch i'll put the facebook page in the link uh i'll definitely not drop you a hotmail i won't do that to you <laughs> um so yeah just go on but if they don't use facebook i'll put your gmail on there too just to reach out to you yeah, or your home address sounds good yeah, All right. Stay from that. Lots of love, Mike. Thank you very much. Appreciate cool. you coming on, brother. Thank you. Mm-hmm.